at Jared, we know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Vox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrude. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude, and as you can tell, <clears throat> I am still have lost my voice a little bit. I was a little sick last week, and, and so you may have been able to hear uh, my, my lack of... Uh, lack of vocal uh, strength uh, on our last podcast. But tonight, I'm running another solo show. Uh, gonna Not a whole lot of news. Uh, most of the injuries were, were pretty minor, probably not going to be any major setbacks. The only major injury was actually to Chris Ivory, uh, who uh, hurt his shoulder bad enough they took him to a level one trauma center. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. But honestly, Ivory wasn't a, a big fantasy factor unless you're in extremely deep leagues. So since there really isn't a whole lot of news, i uh, got a couple little things for you, and then we're going to go right into the Kings and Stings. We'll preview the Monday night show or the pre- Monday night football game, and then uh, we'll call it a night. We'll talk to you, and then uh, after that, we'll kind of we'll preview what we're doing uh, tomorrow night. So, uh, so to get started, I uh, really want to uh, real quick talk about stat route. Guys, I know that you guys have heard us talking about it over and over and over and over again. Uh, StatRoute has been an absolutely amazing stat service that we have been very privileged to be able to use uh, at Skull King Football for um, all the research for our podcast, for all the articles that we write, uh, pretty much anything that has to do with the stats. We use StatRoute to look them up. So uh, we are very, very appreciative of StatRoute. Um, and so they have offered us uh, for all of our listeners, uh, 25% off. If you go to statroute.com to get their stats uh, service, uh, you enter in the promo code SKULLKINGFF. That's all one word, SKULLKINGFF, and you get 25% off uh, the rest of the season, which I want to say it's like $10 a month. So 25% off, you're paying $7.50 a month. Like I described it, uh, I think, in the last podcast, that's less than a mocha and sandwich at... Starbucks. That's probably, I think that's actually less than like a mocha and a bagel at Starbucks once. So guys, the, the, the stats that you can get from them, the way that you can break everything down to kind of figure out who you want to play uh, is absolutely amazing. The breakdowns are awesome. They've helped me with my rankings here on the site. Last week I was actually number, I want to say I was number 24 in terms of overall accuracy on my rankings uh, on fantasy pros. Um, uh, no, I was the top, uh, top, no, top accuracy in tight ends, uh, number 17 in quarterbacks, which is the best I've had all year, uh, number five in defenses. So again, these stats have really helped me be able to solidify where I want to go with my rankings and how to, and how to put everything else. So again, guys, go to statroute.com, check them out. They really are a fantastic service. Uh, I've had a chance to talk to some of the guys that work there. They're phenomenal. It's a, again, a great company, a great service that really can help you uh, with your fantasy football uh, 
fantasy football teams uh, moving forward. So <clears throat> let's go ahead and get started with our Kings and Stings for this week. Uh, starting off with the quarterbacks, the Kings, we're talk the, the top two guys were in the shootout. Uh, the the Saints ended up taking down the Rams. I want to say the final score is 45-35. Breeze goes for 346-4-0. Four TDs, zero interceptions. Has a phenomenal game. I was expecting a little more out of the defense from L.A., but that just did not happen. So a big game from Breeze. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Jared Goff, 391, three touchdowns and an interception. So he had a huge day as well. No defense in this game. This was all about the offense. So. Uh, so, yeah, so those are my top two. And then number three, this one surprised me a little bit just because the Washington Redskins have been playing such great defense all year. Um, for Atlanta to go into Washington and absolutely shut them down and go and, you know, for Ryan to go for 354 and one uh, really is a, is, a, is a great job, great play calling. I, I hate saying that about Steve Sarkeesian. Being from Washington and uh, and having had him as the coach of the Washington Huskies, but uh, really is great play calling. Uh, Matt Ryan was able to throw the ball all, all over the yard, and uh, I want to say Coleman sc ended up scoring a couple touchdowns in that game. Julio Julio Jones gets his first touchdown of the season, and so uh, great game by those three quarterbacks again. Breeze, Goff, and Ryan are our quarterback kings of the week. Our stings, the guys that just absolutely sucked. Now here's the pro here's what we do with with the stings. We don't ever with the, we don't normally with the stings put someone on this list that you wouldn't start in a fantasy league. So, you know, in terms of stings, I'm not going to say that Taysom Hill was a sting, okay? Because he didn't actually play. Uh, so what so what we're going to go with are three stings this week. Uh, Stafford, Matthew Stafford, 199 yards a fumble and he got sacked 10 times. He did not throw a touchdown or an, or he did not throw for a touchdown or an interception. But absolutely got rocked the entire day. Uh for those of you who have who are like me and have Kenny Galladay, it's not it's not a good day for you. Um Matthew said that offensive line is so atrocious. Uh Stafford only actually attempted 22 passes today so even if you cut those sacks down to five that would have had 27 passes that would have given a little more shot for Galladay I rem Galladay was only targeted once in the first half I think he got two catches late but on what I was able to <clears throat> what I was able to watch of that game Stafford was going to go to Galladay on a few of those but got hit before he could get the ball out they're just the offensive line is so bad so Stafford is our number one sting of the week Number two is Kirk Cousins, 164 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and a fumble. Luckily for all you Thielen owners, that touchdown went to him because he sure didn't get the yards for you um, because this was a defensive game. Uh, the, the Vikings didn't need to pass all over the place. Thielen didn't need to get 100 yards. Um, Dalvin Cook came back and had a pretty decent game. <clears throat> Murray had an okay game, so... Uh, really, there wasn't a whole lot of a need for them to go crazy past the ball. So, um, it you know, hopefully it didn't cost your your fantasy teams. So, Cousins, number two. And number three, Mitchell Trubisky. You can almost say that he kind of went back to his old ways. 
135 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. But really, the offense didn't need to do anything. The defense did absolutely everything against uh, against the Buffalo Bills, which you know you'd expect every every defense to do that against the Buffalo Bills. The joke is no is now no longer that you just stream anyone against against Cleveland. It's now you stream anyone against Buffalo. And it very well could be like that for a few years to come at this rate. So, so those are our stings. Stafford, Cousins, and Trubisky for the quarterbacks. Moving on to the running backs. Big, big, big games. Um, you'll notice that in the quarterback, the running back, and the wide receiver, the top players were all from the same team. Uh, the running back, number one, Alvin Kamara, 19 carries for 82 yards and two touchdowns, four catches for 34 yards and a touchdown. Absolutely monstrous game. Huge game for him. And it helped because of one of the stings I'm about to mention in a few minutes. So Kamara's just been an absolute beast ever since he came into the league. Been an absolute monster. You know, a lot of people were down on him when he came out of Tennessee because he just didn't get the volume. Uh, he has proven that he can work with volume. So congratulations to Kamara on a great week this week. Uh, number two, Kareem Hunt, last year's uh, rushing leader in the league <clears throat> finished today with 17 carries for 91 yards two touchdowns and he had a 50 yard touchdown catch to add on to it so big game from kareem hunt it's good to see him getting more worked into that uh that offense the first few weeks they weren't really using kareem hunt you couldn't figure out why and honestly, they didn't really need to because Patrick Mahomes is passing the crap out of the ball everywhere. Um, he's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, he he really does have that uh, um, that Brett Favre esque type of type of feel to him, which really was what Andy Reid was looking for because Andy Reid was on the um, was on the Green Bay staff that uh, that got that got Favre from Atlanta after Atlanta had drafted him. So. So uh, Andy Reid is one of the first guys to work with him with with Favre. So I can see why he likes Kareem Hunt so much. But back to the uh, back to the running back. So Hunt had an absolute great, or that Patrick Mahomes type of quarterback. Uh, so yeah, Hunt had a great week. And number three, uh, Christian McCaffrey, seventeen carries, seventy nine yards, two touchdowns, five catches for seventy eight yards. So he is he is continuing to be just the workhorse in that in that backfield and proving that he can run the ball. Um, so many people doubted him last last year. Just their the offensive line wasn't all that great for Carolina. He wasn't able to really get through it. There weren't any holes to get through, to be completely honest. But he was catching the ball like crazy. So good to see McCaffrey getting uh, a good workload and being able to actually run the ball. It's been really nice to see. So uh, so there's our, our running back kings, Kamara, Hunt, and McCaffrey. Moving on to the stings. These ones are really ouchy. Uh, I. Uh, I'll be honest, I, got, I get made fun of in my current league, in one of my leagues, with a bunch of my friends. This is not our listener league, but with my friends, uh, because I traded away Tariq Cohen for Kenny Galladay. Now, I was expecting big things out of Galladay, and especially after the Tate trade, I was expecting, really expecting a whole lot. But this was a few weeks ago that I did this. And I got made fun of, how can you get rid of Cohen? How can you get, well, because I can see, foresee more games like this one. Tariq Cohen, six carries. Five yards, one catch on two targets for eight yards. Jordan Howard was the guy being used for the most part. 
Uh, Howard had ended up with two touchdowns today. So really Cohen is going to have these kind of games, especially as it gets colder, a little guy like him is going to have more of these types of games. So that's something to keep an eye on as you're, uh, as you're moving forward. As it gets colder, a little guy like him is not able to, um, you know, he gets hit a little bit more, nicked up a little bit more, not quite as quick to be able to get around the outside. So that's something to watch out. Uh, number two sting is Mark Ingram, nine carries for 33 yards, one catch for three yards on two targets, and a fumble, which uh, I believe got him benched for a little bit, which is why Kamara was getting so much more usage. So, yeah, Ingram was a tough day. I, I, I think it will even out. Ingram will get more work. It just was a rough day for him. He's still, I think he's still getting his legs under him. So, uh, And number three, Chris Carson. This was an injury sting, for crying out loud. Uh, Chris Carson was just motoring through on the first, <clears throat> first drive. Uh, the Seahawks ended up with, uh, or Carson ended up with eight carries for 40 yards. So, really, uh, just the four points. No catches. He was really mowing, uh, mowing through the, the San Diego line. The, the Seahawks scored on their first – was on their opening drive for the first time, like 30 games or something like that. So uh, – but, no, his hip kind of flared up that he was a, he was a game-time decision for. His hip flared up, and so he was not able to continue. So, uh, like I said, eight carries for 40 yards there. Uh, moving on to the wide receivers. Wide receiver kings. Uh, Michael Thomas, 12 catches, set, or 211 yards and one touchdown. I want to say that I believe the touchdown was a 70-yarder. Was a, a great game by him, um, really just proving that he is an absolute monster. Uh, number two, DeAndre Hopkins taking on a little extra workload. Had a little help from Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas was, act, was getting involved in that game. It'll be interesting to see how well he gets used in Houston now that he's there. Hopkins goes 10 for 105 and 1. Humphreys. Uh, king number 3. This is uh no one expected this. Adam Humphreys, 8 catches, 82 yards and two touchdowns. One rush for 7 yards. He unfortunately is starting to move into what everyone expected to be Galladay's position. Um I know that Galladay had a couple issues with a couple drops early in the season, a fumble. That could be coming back to get him now. He may be moving down, and Humphreys may end up being going back to that slot guy. So that could be where we're at right now. Unfortunately, so that's, that's something to keep an eye on with Galladay. But a great game from Thomas, Hopkins, and Humphreys. Sorry if I have to keep... Moving away from the mic with the the having to cough every once in a while. So, our stings. I actually had to go backwards on this one because I didn't realize when I was putting together my list. I knew that he didn't have a very good game. I just didn't realize how bad it was. Mike Evans, sting number one in a game where Ryan Fitzpatrick throws for four touchdowns. Mike Evans was targeted ten times. He finishes with... One catch for six, uh, 16 yards. Ouch. Now, you can blame that on a whole bunch of different things. I know that we kind of rag on Mike Evans a little bit here because he's not the, he's not the best route runner. Um, 
I didn't get a chance to really see much of that game. So that could, you know, I don't know how much of that was involved or he was just well covered. Either way, I advised a whole bunch of people to play Mike Evans this week. And so we see how that went. Uh, number two, Sting, John Brown, three catches for 15 yards. I was not expecting Pittsburgh's defense to bottle up Baltimore like that, but man, they they took care of them. That's for darn sure. Uh, and number three, Tyler Lockett, three catches for 22 yards. Part of the reason behind that is because Doug Baldwin is finally back and actually pretty healthy at this point. Um, Doug Baldwin himself today finished with, let me see where it's at, uh, four for 77. Um, you know, they're not running the ball as much, but I think that that Doug and uh, Wilson are finally getting back, uh, getting a little bit of their mojo back together. So now that um, now that Baldwin's back a little bit, some of those targets that were going to Lockett are going to start moving towards Baldwin. So uh, I actually moved off of Lockett uh, about four weeks ago and traded him for Philip Lindsay and got Philip Lindsay, which has played out pretty well for me so far. So Philip Lindsay has outscored Lockett since I made that trade. So those are st- those are our, our wider series things. Mike Evans, John Brown, and Tyler Lockett. Moving on to our Kings for the tight ends. A guy who's normally here in this top three, Travis Kelsey, seven for 99 and two touchdowns. You know, it was, a, it was a really good game for Kansas City today. We, I mean, everyone expected them to beat Cleveland. I don't think anyone expected Cleveland to keep up as well as they did. I mean, the game was pretty much out of hand for most of it. Uh, but, you know, the fact that they were able to play as well as they did. But Kelsey, uh, showing off just the beast that he is, I believe his nickname is Zeus. Uh, like I said, seven for 99 and two touchdowns. Uh Number two, a guy coming out of nowhere. Um, God, what's what's even his first name? Um, Jeff Hewerman, Howerman, however you say it, had on the season 15 receptions for 134 yards coming into today. He goes 10. Good grief. 10 for 83 and a touchdown. What a game by Howerman today. Um, maybe he is the one who actually will benefit the most from Demarius Thomas being gone. Could be. So um, after that, uh, our third king is uh, O.J. Howard. Uh, he was the beneficiary of a couple of those touchdown passes from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Four for 53 and two touchdowns. He's our number three king and we actually have a because the the stats were so close we have a an honorable mention for tight end king is going to be george kittle who finished in the thursday night game four catches 108 yards and a touchdown so he has proven to just be an absolutely solid player himself uh the tight end stings let's go through these real quick number one jared cook two catches for 20 yards it is amazing how bad how bad Oakland is becoming, or really actually is. Maybe their colors are actually showing. I mean, if you think about it, their I think their one win was against the Browns, and the refs had to practically hand it on, hand it over in a silver platter to them. So, uh, so yeah, Cook two for twenty. We, I mean, I'd expect a lot more out of him coming in further weeks, but 
it's just it's there are more consistent options with more consistent quarterbacks. Uh, number two, uh, Kyle Rudolph, two for twenty-eight. Just he's not really showing the um, the chemistry that we were expecting with uh, with Kirk Cousins. I think Cousins basically developed a massive chemistry with Diggs and especially with Thielen. Let's be honest, Thielen running out of the slot. But if you think about it, Cousins loved his slot receivers in in uh, Washington for all those years. It was usually Jameson Crowder. Crowder was usually not as good as Thielen, but usually had pretty solid games. And it's just with how much Cousins depended on Jordan Reed, it's amazing how much, especially over the last month, he has not done that with Rudolph. So I get that Jordan Reed is a really is a better athlete and better than Rudolph. But again, just it's it's surprising to me that that Rudolph has not been able to develop a better chemistry with Kirk Cousins. So at number three, Vance McDonald, three for twenty-five. And really, in terms of the the tight ends in in uh, Pittsburgh, they're not. You shouldn't really be expecting them to be a huge part of the offense. Tight ends never were. I mean, they are here and there, uh, but under. Under Ben Roethlisberger, even Heath Miller was kind of back and forth. Um, wasn't always used. He'd have a game where he finished with like nine catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. And then he'd go for the next like four weeks, four or five weeks, one catch, three catches for 15 yards, uh, two catches for 10 yards and a touchdown. I mean, it was so all over the place. So Really, in the Pittsburgh offense, it focuses around the wide receivers and the running backs. That's 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 it. So, um, really, you can't. We've put Vance McDonald on our on our uh, list of uh, of ads for the waiver wire. Really, it's because that's what's left. To be completely honest, I don't I don't really like having to use them, but that's who it is. So, if that's what you need. Well, then, you, you know, you, when you're streaming tight ends, that's kind of some of the chances you got to take. So that's, those, that's our Kings and Stinks section. We want to do one real quick thing here at the end is we want to take a look at the Monday Night Football game. For those of you who still have a player, player two to go, uh, the Tennessee Titans at three and four are visiting the Dallas Cowboys at three and four. And this is not an inspiring game to be completely honest you have the number 27 or the number 30 offense in the titans against number 27 offense in the cowboys the number nine defense against number four both of them are in the bottom four in passing however the cowboys are fourth in rushing and the titans are number 17 which they haven't really been able to get anything done they were able to do a little bit a couple weeks ago against san diego in london but most of that, honestly, in terms of yardage, was Deion Lewis. I still don't believe in Derrick Henry at this point. Deion Lewis is the guy that I would rather own in the Tennessee uh, backfield. But as far as the rest of that team goes, I think Corey Davis is a wide receiver three with potential wide receiver two upside, depending on how much he gets targeted. I don't trust anyone else in that, in that wide receiver court to get anything done on a consistent basis because Marcus Mariota is the quarterback. And really, when he's at his best, he's running the ball, not passing it. So, um, In terms of the Cowboys, obviously you're starting Ezekiel Elliott. 
I believe that Jeff Swaim is doubtful to play in this game. I don't know what they have at tight end. I'm not looking, to be completely honest. Michael Gallup may have an okay game in this one. And the word out of Dallas is that they are not going to take it easy with Amari Cooper. They're going to throw him into the fire and just keep throwing him the ball. Unfortunately, he is their most talented wide receiver at this point. We'll see how he does with the dropsies. Because the only other, I mean, the next best wide receiver on the Dallas Cowboys is who, Cole Beasley? Well, it's probably Michael Gallup, but he's still a rookie. So uh, after that, then it's maybe Cole Beasley. So I'm not using Dak Prescott. I don't want to have to use Dak Prescott. I don't want to have to use Marcus Mariota. Really, uh, of the Titans running backs, I'm okay with Deion Lewis. If you have to use, uh, if you have to use Derrick Henry, I don't like it. I just haven't seen enough. They haven't really been able to get any rhythm going with him. So, um, and then there's not much of the wide receivers, tight ends. Both of them are basically. I mean, if especially if the Cowboys don't have Jeff Swaim, the the Titans don't use Jonah Smith like they I had expected that they would once Delaney Walker went out. So, uh, really, there's not a whole lot of options. I think the best option to play in this game is the Dallas Cowboys defense against the Titans. To be completely honest, so. I think that's the best play of the night. Um, that's all I've got for you. Uh, I want to thank you guys again for taking the time to listen to us here at the Skulking Fantasy Football uh, Podcast. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed what we've been able to provide for you guys in terms of uh, our rankings that we do every week. I also want to thank you know Justin and um, Aaron for for their uh, involvement with the rankings so we can have a little bit of a consensus and have some differing minds. And, and so it's not just me throwing stuff out there. I want to thank also the writers that we've got this year. Um, you know, Wyatt for what he's been able to help out with uh, at, at the wide receivers. Uh, Fong with the running backs. Aaron, again, coming in and helping out with the, the quarterbacks. It's really been uh, a fun year this year. We've had a lot more traffic on the website. We seem to be getting some more listeners on the podcast. So Again, we want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to us. Um, we hope you guys are enjoying it. We're looking forward to seeing how it goes for this, you know, this last half of the season as we start moving towards the fantasy playoffs. We've got a, about five more weeks till then. So, again, thank you for everything that you guys uh, have done to, to help us um, and help you uh, asking the questions and everything. So, again, my name is Ryan Scholar. This has been the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. I will talk to you guys later. Don't forget, listen to tomorrow. Oh, it's our waiver wire show. Don't miss it. Later, guys. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. Jared, we know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. 
dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.